Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Each one of us has a purpose. Each one of us has a role to play in this world. Lutherans have traditionally called this purpose a person's vocation. Your vocation is where you are and what you do. Your vocation may be mother, father, son, daughter, husband, wife, or worker, or student. (laughs) No matter who you are, you have a role to fill. How are we to fulfill our roles? Some would say that we we should use our gifts and our talents to get as far ahead in this world as we possibly can. To get the most money. To be the most envied. If you have those two things, you are seen as a success. For an example, the student who gets the best grades, gets the best job offer, and basically excels in everything, that student is seen as a success. Whether he is liked or not, he is successful. Now, take mothers, for example. Other, envy, other mothers may envy the mother that has the kids that look good, get good grades, and are popular, good at sports. And whether this mother is liked or not, she's seen by the other mothers as successful, someone to strive for. One of the biggest temptations is to make other people break the ninth and tenth commandment when they look at us. To be jealous of us. To want what we have. We want them to covet our lives. If we succeed in this endeavor and they want what we have, we're considered successful. If we end up with the house that everybody wants, drive the car that everybody wants, raise the kids that everybody wants, make the money that everybody wants, then the world would would say that we have fulfilled our purpose. But if those things define the successful life, if they fulfill our purpose, What then was truly the purpose of this life in the first place? It was one word. I. The world would have us live our lives first and foremost for me. You have heard the phrase, you need to look out for number one. I remember the song called The Garden. You can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself. Every single one of us desires to get ahead. We all have different definitions about what that looks like, but we all have these desires. Even pastors struggle with this. Each pastor desires to see his church grow, 
Did you notice that first part? That's the first temptation for a pastor to call the church his. It's not his. It's the Lord's. The second temptation for a pastor is to claim that it was his abilities that made the church grow. Yes, pastors struggle with the temptations to turn holy things into definitions of worldly success. Pastors struggle with the same temptations that we all face. We all desire to use our vocations, the purpose for our lives, as a way to elevate ourselves above the fray. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Here Jesus describes himself as the good shepherd. That's his purpose. That's his vocation. That's who he is. He is the good shepherd. Now what does he do in this vocation? He lays down his life for sheep. That does not make sense. How can a shepherd be successful if he lays down his life for the sheep? There is not another shepherd that would see that as a model for success. Other shepherds would think, he's crazy. But Jesus doesn't care about what others do. He cares about what love does. You think about it. With a traditional shepherd-sheep relationship, the sheep are there for the shepherd, not the other way around. Sure, the shepherd guides them to still waters, but he's, it's for his profit in the end. Jesus continues, He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, he sees the wolf coming and he leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches the sheep and scatters them. And he flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. The hired hand cares more about saving his own butt than he cares about saving the sheep. I can relate to this. Sometimes there are hard decisions to make as a pastor. Sometimes you have to say things that others disagree with. Sometimes people will get mad at you for those things that you have said and you have to when you have to protect the confession of the church. Now I hate it when this happens. I like everybody else want to be liked. And secretly, I want to be envied. I want to please people so that, they like, so that they like me. And this makes it hard to take a stand. I want to run in situations where I have to take a stand. I want somebody else to be the pastor in those moments. Why? Because I want to save my own behind from the wolves. 
Instead of doing what love would do, I desire what, to do whatever puts me in the best light. Can you relate? I have heard that... Well, I, I'm a parent, but... <laughs> But sometimes parents forego the hard job of disciplining their children because they want to be liked by them. Sometimes people cut corners in their jobs so they can get ahead and look better without doing the work that is required. Sometimes students cut corners in their papers, cut cutting and pasting different things, <laughs> taking credit where they shouldn't take credit. When things get hard, we desire to run, even when the hard thing is the right thing to do. Even when the hard thing is what love would do, we find ourselves wanting to run. And we sometimes run because we care more about ourselves than for the people that we are to serve in each and every one of our vocations. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay my life down for the sheep. When you love somebody, you desire to get to know him or her. You want a relationship with them, even though that relationship, it ends up meaning sacrifice. Jesus loves us. He knows us. He does not give up on us. Even though to continue a relationship with us cost him his very life. But Jesus reminds us, don't feel sorry for him. No one takes my life. No one takes it from me. But I lay down my life of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down. And I have authority to take it up again. No one makes him lay his life down for us. He does it because he loves us. And love lays down itself for another. And through Jesus, we are able to love other people. Through Jesus, we can use our purpose, our vocations, to serve others, to love them. We can love others as a man, as a woman, as a husband, wife, mother, father, son, daughter, or a worker. Even a student, you may think, well, you're here just to get your own grades. You're not really serving anybody else. You're, you're being a sponge. No, you are being shaped and formed for God's service to others, whatever your vocation would be. No matter where we are or what we are called to do, we have the freedom to love through Jesus. If you think about it, it's exhausting to always be looking out for number one, 
trying to keep the other people down and trying to stay king of the hill. It's exhausting to try to get others to envy you. And if others envy you, think about it. What does that get you in the end? It gets you loneliness and isolation. That's what it does. And who wants that? We can love others because Jesus loves us. We can look out for others because our good shepherd looks out for us. We know that being under the care of our good shepherd is the greatest place to be. And because of that, we want to invite other sheep to live under the care of this good shepherd. Through water and the word and baptism, our good shepherd brings us into the flock. And after we learn about him, through what we have come to know as confirmation, Jesus, the good shepherd, says to you personally, take eat. This is my body. Take drink. This is my blood. Myself laid down for you. You personally receive the life that was laid down for you out of love. A deeper love than you can ever know in any other area of this life. And upon receiving your good shepherd, you want to be more than just a hired hand who runs away. You want to be your good shepherd's right hand. You want him to serve others through you. And you want to live out your purpose, your vocation, loving others as you have been loved. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. And now the peace that surpasses all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen.